My plan was to have this carafe of wine drank during the course of this thing, but because of all the shy talking, it's nearly drank now. So this will be interesting. No, but like when you said carafe of wine, Christian, how much was it? How is a carafe metric? Because I don't know what that means. <laughs> For people who can't see at home, uh, my brother held up a wheelbarrow uh, that was mostly empty. Yep. Yes. It's it's a railway themed carafe. I don't know. Have you noticed that? Oh, I did not notice that. My brother is as well as the serial killing. He likes model trains. I mean, they go hand in hand, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've often said I would just like a model railway friend that isn't a weirdo. But that's not a thing I can have. So I have to accept that. Oh, if only George Carlin was still alive. Every time I meet a model railway guy and he seems normal, you're just waiting for the terrible, dark character flaw. Whenever you meet one, you have to go into their basement, right? You all keep all your trains in your basements. Well, no, that's an American thing. In Ireland, we don't have basements. Oh, okay. Okay. That's weird. But whatever. Yeah, in Ireland, it's a shipping container on an empty, empty gravel lot. Sometimes, yeah. So, yeah, actually, yeah, sometimes it is. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. That's that's okay. That's allowed. Um, so we're going to talk about some movies. Yeah, we're going to talk about some Irish folklore movies. This is These are all canon. This is actual events that happened in Ireland. Yes, this is true. True stories. Brian was asking me in a very racist way because mm-hmm. he's only seen those movies, right? He has no like uh, the only movies I've ever seen are these three. <laughs> yes, and so and he's had to backwards try to work out like because th- th- like based on the similarities between them, do they actually match anything from Irish folklore? Really? Yeah, because all, all of them are a little bit different but kind of similar. Well, that's a very good, it's it's a really good question because, you know, I think most Irish people have a loose idea of the changeling idea and um, how closely the movies match up is a question, that's not something I can answer, but I, what I do know and what I have read was that, you know, changelings were basically a way to explain children with learning disabilities or children who were born with physical disabilities. It couldn't be your child. It was the fairies who swapped your good child for it. Oh, there was also, um, there's a specific mental disorder where you, um, you stop recognizing faces. I forget what it's called, um, but I've seen other stuff on this and specifically like fairies and Irish folklore and stuff. Um, I forget the actual clinical term for it, but this was also like built into the mythology of like, oh, this can't be the person that I know because, you know, I don't recognize them as who they are. When, 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 when you say you've, you've seen it elsewhere in, in Irish folklore or other... Um, in, in shows that, like, try to explain the, the real-world instances of specific mythologies, like trying to explain where fairy tales came from, stuff like that. I've seen some shows on that. Okay. And, like, one of the explanations for, like, you know, why fairy mythology exists is, like... There were rare cases where people didn't recognize the people that have been around them their entire lives and all their loved ones and stuff like that. And they'd okay. freak out because they thought, like, they all of a sudden there was a stranger in their house and, like, a lot of bad stuff would happen. Well, I mean, like so many of those things, it was just we didn't understand things. And, and, and that's basically where they came from. Just like all mythology. And this is going to feed into my idea about like how none of these films are 
particularly good or inspiring, but there is there is a good there's a good changeling film to be made. But I have an idea how you could do it, but it would it would just basically reverse the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I smell a script. Do we want to talk about like the specific any of the specific movies? What was the latest one that all y'all saw? I rewatched Hole in the Ground the other day. Well, will we talk about that one? That's the most recent one. Yeah. Yeah, we could let's talk about all of them. Yep. That one was 2019 and was just so boring. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the first certainly the I mean, I felt the stakes were low. The mother character wasn't terribly interesting or sympathetic as you said. The first act, at least the first act and some of the second act, were very drab and very boring. Mm-hmm. What real professional podcasts do is they give a brief summary. Yes. There's a single single mother and her son, and they're recently moved into a house near a spooky woods. Because reasons? <laughs> it's never really explained. Cause movie. Cause movie. Yep. Here's the thing, right? I thought the movie was going to make more of a better use, make better use of the fact that the girl has a big, huge scar across her forehead and, and like, like references to an accident that happened in the past. And it was almost like they squished that in afterwards to maybe give it more of a doubt because I never felt strongly in the movie that they made good use of the maybe she's just crazy. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they didn't do it properly. And, uh, so yeah, so basically, the st- for people or anyone who doesn't know the changeling myth, the boy runs off into the woods, and then he comes back, and uh, the mother starts to think that like little things start to add up, and the b- boy isn't acting the way he used to act, and it culminates in the the mother realizing that the little boy has been is being replaced by something, and there's a, a, a character that I think is in all of these movies. Of somebody who it's happened to previously, and they give the information that they're, in fairness to hole in the ground, they did it um, obliquely by having the person who had happened to previously going like being while giving the info dump, going no no it was all nonsense. Whereas in all the other films, I think the person it happened to previously. It was like, oh no, for sure, this is a real thing. In this movie, there were two of those people. Oh, yeah. It was the old couple. So it was the old lady who was like super crazy and was like, oh, that's not your son, blah. I'm like the crazy lady. And then there was like her husband, who was the voice of reason, and was like, no, she just had some mental disorder or whatever. The crazy lady for sure was like, 100 percent i am telling you the exact thing mm-hmm. and then smashes her forehead against the car yeah and then it was the old man who was actually a better way of doing that character i thought like he was giving the info dump but like not like just saying that what's happening and anyway at the end of the film the little boy drops all pretenses of of, of being human well that's because the mom the mom catches him the mom's like in an earlier scene, they have like this game that they play where she counts to three and then like makes them they make silly faces and she does it, and he just like stares at her blankly, and she's like, "You're not my son," and then he's like, "Nope, nope, I'm not. I'm actually a super strong child now, and I'm gonna beat your ass." And then ass beating commences. What was his goal? It's never explained. Yeah, we see in the, all the other things, it was like just that they wanted like. It, it certainly in Irish folklore there was kind of a feeling that they wanted to infiltrate human society and blah 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 blah. And if you if you're dropping the pretense and getting to the point where you're starting to like throw tables across the room and stuff, 
it kind of it makes for a spooky scene but it kind of um it defeats the purpose of pretending to be human in the first place you know well yeah there was no purpose to this movie at all because the kid like there's had no motivation throughout the entire thing it was just like oh i'm some some sort of underground monster and i come up to like just fuck around just like not really do anything and like be a child like bury people's heads in fairness to irish folklore uh it was kind of a given that fairies liked to just fuck around yeah oh okay but but they didn't throw you across the room and i suppose the spurious nature of the supernatural stuff he can throw you across a room he eats a spider and previously he didn't like spiders yeah it feels very generic scares which is why, as you said, um, a movie about the mother losing her mind. Oh, 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 I didn't say that yet. I was going to end with that, that that's the way you fix Changeling movies. No, but you did You did allude to, well, you know, it didn't really focus on that. And certainly, just from watching the trailer, that's the thing I immediately thought was, that's what this movie is going to be. Is she crazy? Is she not? And that element was, was very poorly done. It's funny, there's a, there's a free Galway publication, I think it's called This Is Galway or Galway Now, but there's an interview with the director, and he just became fascinated with the idea of somebody being buried in the ground, being swallowed by the ground. He was reading a story about, I think, a sinkhole in Florida that swallowed a guy or something, and um, just somebody being swallowed by the ground and coming back differently, and I get the feeling then that just the, because it was an Irish film, well, like the natural thing to reach for is the fairies, the Irish folklore. Yeah. So this wasn't even a movie about changelings. It was just a movie about a fucking sinkhole, basically. Yeah. It was just a sinkhole, and they didn't even do anything with it. They just sort of showed it, like, twice. Well, this is the interesting question. I mean, yeah, is it a movie about fairies at all? Because the creatures are underground-dwelling, very generic-looking, you know, humanoid things. I mean... What do fairies look like in Irish mythology? Don't they got little, little like, gnome hats and, like, little wings? Yeah, this is what I was saying to Brian before um, the, the, call, the call, and which I don't, I don't think it would actually work in movies, is Irish fairies are generally depicted as those little cutesy fairy things, but they will totally fuck you up. <laughs> and it's not like there's one specific kind, right? There's a bunch of different kinds of changelings, because... I know I know a little bit about them, and there's like you know the fairy folk or whatever, which is this generic depiction that we've been talking about. But aren't there like specific kinds? Aren't there like red caps or whatever that just like eat people or something? Uh, well, see, that's the thing is like f- fairy was a generic name for a whole bunch of different crap. It's like the problem is you have all these different random stories, and then later on. You, you come in with your, around the Victorian era, you come in with your D&D manual type impulse. Mm-hmm. Where, you, where you want to like have them all be specific like species of fairies. And it doesn't actually kind of work. Like any sort of order you throw onto them will be an order you, you decided. Yeah, yeah. There's like a general feeling, but like being able to like identify, like separate them out by specific species would, would never work. Yeah. So there's no gnomes and Tinkerbells and elves and Legolases or whatever. There's just fairies. Just a fun fact for American listeners. I mean, the the strength and the belief of 
the fairies and their potential for sinister activity is still pretty um, resonant in, in rural Ireland. There's an Irish politician who was legitimately elected to the Dáil, which is, I suppose, like our um, Senate or whatever, and his name is uh, it's either Danny Healy Ray or Michael Healy Ray. I think it's Danny. Um, there's two brothers. The pair of them are bad. <laughs> yeah, and like the, the pair of them are, are brutal. They're they're very small town parochial politicians, but they became, you know they were elected um, to a national stage. But um, yeah, he very much believes in the influence of the fairies. There's a road that keeps subsiding um, in his constituency. And geological experts have said there's geological factors. He disagrees with them vehemently. He says it's the fairy fort. And and, and I believe his uh, constituents are okay with that. And also, there's a fair, he said that there's a fairy fort near where he lives. And if somebody asked him to go out with machinery, because he also rents out uh, construction machinery, that he would rather starve mm-hmm. than go out there and knock down the fairy fort. And I think he means it. So the influence of the fairies is still being felt. So we're getting a little off topic. Yeah, well, it's, it's all related. related. Yeah, I guess. So our all right, this is tangential. You don't have to answer it. Uh, are Sasquatches the fairies of America? No, no, I don't. I don't think so because, um, like in Ireland, there was a lot of very superstitious, almost religious overlap with the fairies, like a real deep-rooted superstition about things to do and things not to do in order to avoid the fairy's wrath. I don't think that was a thing with Bigfoot. Oh, don't cross the street after midnight or the Bigfoot will get you. (laughs) I have to put out a plate of milk so that Bigfoot won't eat my cows. I mean, that would be great, right? It's like, oh, I can do things to summon Bigfoot now. Yeah. Or don't go near the Bigfoot fort after midnight. Exactly. That would be great. You know, no, no, there was a lot more superstitious, very irrational. And, you know, as Michael said earlier, within small, whatever groups, communities, they had their own kind of set of rules, you know, and depending on who you asked, there was a different set of rules. That probably wasn't the case with Bigfoot, although we're going slightly up topic, but some people think with Bigfoot, there's an alien uh, connection there. Of course, of course. Oh, yeah, but the difference with Bigfoot is a lot of the shit made up about him is made up like in modern times and it's funny enough that like the bigfoot enthusiasts tend to almost ignore like the like there, there's a native american thing that's the the man who the the bear, the beast that walks like a man and it's a bear like when you look into it it's a bear yep but that's boring compared to trans-dimensional bigfoot mm-hmm. so it's almost like the bigfoot enthusiasts in america ignore like all the old stuff except except for saying see those guys believed in it but they actually ignore all the specifics because interdimensional bigfoot <laughs> so yeah so aliens are space fairies that's just how it is right yeah well it's the same it's just... they steal people and there's rules like yeah. anal probes or whatever yeah it's the same kind of thing anyway anyway back to this movie and how it didn't have any of the like superstitious things that you were talking about how like every community had like certain rules and stuff that they would adhere to and stuff like that none of that really came across no yeah and i suppose this raises the question like it you know did he set out I think from the offset, the piece I read, he did. I don't think he was really setting out to make um, a, a specifically a fairy 
movie because the folklore never uh, outlined that they were subterranean creatures. I don't think, or did it? I don't know. Nah, they didn't really get into anything about that. It's what was weird in the movie as well, right? Is I don't think anybody in the movie brought up fairies or changelings or bullshit. Like the old lady believed that her son had come back different and blah, blah, blah. But everyone was just writing her off as crazy. There was no one. I don't, I might be wrong, but I can't remember anybody in the film talking about like fairies or changelings. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody mentioned it, but they did have some weird, like, oh, if you take a picture, his picture's going to be all messed up, and, like, and mirrors. mirrors never lie. Yeah. Oh, well, that was, that. that's that's a folklore thing. That's part of Dracula. Um, like, Dracula doesn't have a reflection because Bram Stoker was Irish, you know, because there was an old belief that mirrors captured your soul. Yeah. So, so if Dracula... Oh, and cameras did too. Yeah, and Dracula doesn't have... Dracula doesn't have a soul, ergo, he didn't have a reflection. Okay, so, okay, I did, that's interesting, I didn't know that, so... Boy, I think that movie is racist against changelings. Yeah, that was adopted from that, I didn't know that, but... Um, do Can we go slightly off movie? I mean, if we're going to talk about some other changeling movies, the specifics of the folklore... Um, the every, other every, movie, it's, it's the interesting. Hollow, Do you know what they all the have? Hollow, yes. Apart um, from Daisy which, Chain. which I think is probably a better movie. I agree. It's the best movie of the four, three, four. four? Well, there's there's the new daughter. Oh, okay. The Daisy Chain, the Hollow, and the Hole in the Ground. Am I the only? Am I the only one who's seen all of them? No, I've seen all of them. Children. <laughs> no, but they all have the creatures depicted as as subterranean creatures. Except Daisy Chain. Yeah, that was budgetary constraints. Yes, definitely. It felt like a TV movie. Yeah. It had... The thing... No, Daisy Chain is not a great movie. So there was a few scenes that were kind of well executed. And cinematography is not bad. But, you know, Ireland is conducive. And it had Walter Frey in it, which was cool. I like that guy. Yeah, but The Hallow um, had... It incorporated an awful lot of the mythology and folklore The iron bars on the window and all that stuff to draw them away and i thought the creatures were drawn um in a much better way than hole in the ground yeah because it actually had actually hole in the ground had some at the end but um i also thought the hell was probably the better one and like this is a this topic is a very unique type of movie monster so portraying it in an interesting way i think is really important for all this stuff and it did that it was like oh here's like these weird Mm. even though it was like based off of like parasitic fungus or whatever which i was just like oh no oh that's such a bad premise that didn't bother me as much i'm i'm a man of science and i understand those parasites in nature I, i don't know i suppose it's about your suspense of disbelief and if you're not a very scientific or biologic if you you know if you don't know a lot about biology um, maybe it won't bother you as much. There was a very good episode of the X Files based on a mushroom monster that burst through people's chests. Oh, oh no, they're all based. They're both based on the same monster, mushroom monster that attacks ants. You know that one? Yeah, the zombie one. It takes over their brain. Well, there's one that attacks ants, and also one that attacks slugs. Um, but I mean, this is a slightly separate conversation. But with regard to modern movies with CG monsters. Quite often they're not drawn very well because if you don't have to build the prop and engineer the prop, it can afford to be a bit woolly and lack definition. 
and certainly um, hole in the ground they're very generic they're just humanoids with a mouth and no eyes but um, the hollow I thought they were drawn a bit better they felt a bit more uh, conceived yeah yeah it was more creative my only complaint about the hollow right was if and this is only a complaint about in terms of it being part of the changeling thing is the changeling stuff wasn't a huge part of it it was almost like the, the it was all about them trying to stop the changeling event happening because there was lots of stuff that had like nothing to do with the changeling myths like him getting infected with the fungus and him becoming a fungus monster himself and... yeah we should we should give a quick synopsis of this movie of each movie before we get into it yeah okay so in the hollow spooky family moves near our family spooky moves family <laughs> I mean, it is a spooky family. Turns into a spooky family. A, a, a bunch of people move to a house on the edge of a spooky woods. There's iron bars on the window that they start taking down. And there's... Uh, the dad is some sort of surveyor type thing. And he starts... Another person from Game of Thrones comes to warn them that bad shit's gonna go down. All of these movies have someone from Game of Thrones. Do they? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Did the new daughter... Have a, oh have no! A... Wait, no, that one didn't. Oh no! Wait, wait, well, you see, new daughter broke tradition. Part of the Irish fairy tradition was that someone from Game of Thrones would warn you before shit went down. Yeah, that was just yeah. a thing. Yeah, that's always been part of the myth. Smart people, they know. Spooky family moves to the spooky woods, and there's iron bars on the windows that they decide to take down for some reason. And uh, the dad's surveying the woods, and they have a little baby i can't remember it's a baby baby right not not a not a yeah it's a it's a for real baby it's like a crying one. yeah yeah and so they move to the woods and the dad finds a weirdo fungus and he finds like pods though it's not like here's a fungal growth like weird mushroom it's like here's a like invasion of the body snatcher style pod like pod people style pod uh i don't think they're giant i think they're small right? they're not giant but they're definitely like weird like covered in some sort of mucus Brian, like let me things. do the synopsis <laughs> <laughs> okay i think i think yeah like we're there with the synopsis yeah spooky stuff starts to happen and the 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 changeling whatever the fairies try to it's a it turns into a standard horror house invasion kind of movie yeah it's like a house invasion movie but with um but with uh fairies it's the best one of the lot if you want to see one of them we don't have to spoil too much of it because, like, there's um, a lot of it would just be us describing specific people running up and down stairs. And, there's a lot of that. And fighting things. Yeah, and um, the I can't remember. At the very start where the guy shows up and he goes, Beware! Leave! Um, does he actually explain things in a sane way? Or is he one of those annoying characters who's like, I've been crazy, but I'm not going to explain why till near the end of the movie. No, no. From what I remember, he just says something like, you should have never come here without giving specifics. We don't get specifics till the very end. He, he literally throws a book at them. Isn't that it? He, he had some beef with them because they moved here to like... Uh, survey the forest and then like chop some shit down because like dead trees are hazardous. Was it? Was there some kind of exposition where he said it's their woods, not yours? Some some very standard kind of yeah. thing like that. Yeah, probably. But anyway, the um, yeah, it turns out that guy is the character who had a daughter who was previously stolen. Who uniquely for this movie, I think, is still around. We get to see that daughter grown up and is now a fungus monster, and. 
But the film, yeah, it's very much like a running around in the woods, uh, monsters, evil dead, home invasion type. Yeah. There's lots of crazy action in it compared to all the other ones, you know? Right. Yeah, and lots, lots, lots of monsters. And yeah, it's good fun. And because there's a baby, naturally the stakes feel very high. I know it's a hokey horror movie, but I was really invested in the dad saving his baby. Yeah. But weirdly enough, they do the baby stealing thing very deep into the film like they already know that there's a bunch of spooky shit before the baby gets stolen whereas all the other films i think do it the other way around where there's a kid who starts acting weird and then the investigation into spooky shit starts yeah yeah this was did did all that stuff in reverse which i kind of liked because like at the penultimate moment when like they're like oh is this actually your baby or is this like the changelings like setting up a replacement and you're going to take the replacement? Yeah, that was very that was very tense. It really got the point across of like the whole thing of like, you know, changelings snatch up your babies. This is like what they do and then they like replace them so that they can go fuck around as we stated earlier. Yeah. So I like that they captured that sort of aspect of the mythology, like the baby stealing and the swapping places thing, while all the other ones just like, yeah, maybe? It was like, yeah, maybe this is a thing until the jig was up, and it was just like, oh, yeah, they're a changeling because this is a monster movie. Yeah, I mean, what what the Kevin Costner movie, The New Daughter, um, I would say is probably next to, for me, next to The Hollow is probably... Uh, one of the better entries. Um, it's based on, uh, maybe Michael can help me here, a short story written by an Irish author. John Conley wrote it, and it's it's also called The New Daughter. And I actually prefer the short story way more because... Yes. Because, did you read it too, or no? Yeah, I read the short story, and as you say, I prefer the short story than the movie. The New Daughter did the strange move of trying to do a Irish changeling story, but set in America... And because it was set in America, they couldn't explicitly mention fairies and stuff because it didn't wouldn't work. So they make up a underground race of the whole idea in Victorian times of there being underground races of people who are secret was a thing is a thing, but not a thing in America. I don't think like in in America has all its own myths. So it was weird to see a European type myth. Incorp like brought over to and, and uh, Americanized. It's globalization for you. I suppose brief synopsis of the new daughter, and you can help me out here. Was Kevin Costner? He's either a divorcee or a widower. I think he's a widower, and he moves to small town Americana. Does he? Does he move near a spooky woods? He moves near a spooky woods and a spooky hill, right? It's just a big mound of earth, and there's all kinds of spooky camera panning in shots of this big mound of earth, and yeah, weird things start to happen. He finds a shotgun in the piano, a loaded shotgun, and he rings the realtor and says, what's the story with this house? And then there's some kind of exposition about, oh, something, something happened. And then his daughter, I'm not sure what happens, wanders off or something. And yeah, the usual, she comes back and she's a bit strange and she does a lot of very classic things. She starts to eat a lot of meat. She acts weirdly. I think she injures a bully at school that had been bullying her previously and then there's also a thing where he finds a little straw doll a bit like a wicker man that she's made the best bit of the movie and stolen from the short story mm -hmm. yes and he opens it and a big spider comes out um 
And then what I did like about the new daughter was that when he realizes, oh, there's weird shit. There's a subterranean race of people living beside my home under a mound. He shows up with barrels of petrol and a bulldozer. And I'm like, you go, Kevin Costner. Yeah, right. I was rooting for Kevin Costner. That's that's like the sane response to any of this is just like, oh, well, I'll just burn it all down. <laughs> yeah. Do, have you guys forgotten the anthropologist character? In that mo- in the new daughter? Yeah. Oh, is she, she works in the school? No? No, there's, no, no. no there's, a, there's a female teacher um, who works in the school and is Kevin Costner's love interest. But I, I didn't like her at all because like they just they just introduce her and then she gets killed. And it's like, eh, I mean, you were only there so Kevin Costner could have a love interest. But there's an anthropologist guy who shows up to go, I am the exposition man. Yep. I'm going to deliver the exposition. But he does this thing where he is like whole hog believes it. I might be remembering this wrong, but like he doesn't want Kevin Costner to dig up, dig, dig them up and burn them out. And he's all like, no, you can't. And um, Kevin Costner is like, I'm only burning them out and digging them up because of things you expressly told me. Yeah. Like, you you are the person who told me how bad news these things are. And, and the reason he can't is because there was a babysitter that goes missing. And when they start to dig up the mound, the babysitter rolls out of it all dead. Yeah. And then the cops get involved. And that delays. That's that's why Kevin Costner can't solve the problem right there. I can't remember. In The New Daughter, do we see the subterranean beasts? Because I remember the description from the short story. but And, and, and is my mind just getting clogged? Do we see them in the movie? If I remember correctly, you see them like way at the end. Right? Yes, and, and they don't even look that interesting. I think they're just dudes in makeup. I mean, that's what all of these are. Well, the things in the hollow were like monsters, weren't they? Okay, well then they were CGI, but... Yeah, as we said, the hollow had some well-designed creatures, but the new daughter, the description in the, the short story, from what I remember, was kind of like a weird albino kind of thing that had wings or something Ooh, that's cool yeah the description in the short story and brian i think you played a game of a roleplay game of mine where this type of thing showed up yes they did it was just an oversized head with too many teeth and it was very small and had wings yeah that's that's what it was in the short story they weren't like people-sized monsters no they weren't people-sized they were small and here's the other thing that i didn't like about the new daughter compared to the short story is in the new daughter, it's not actually clear if the new daughter is a new daughter or is she just, has she been infected with some sort of viral thing? It gives the impression she's the same person going through a metamorphosis. Whereas in the short story, it was just, and you know how children can be weird and creepy looking anyway? Yeah. So in the short story, he describes how his daughter's eyes look a little bit bigger than they used to and her mouth looks a little bit wider than it used to but it's it's subtle enough that he's not sure and in the and, and it's like she was replaced because that's the terrifying thing is that the, the the horrible part of the changeling myth is your existing child is gone has been spirited is, is gone and awful things are happening happened or hap, are happening to your existing child you don't know and but in the kevin costner one i think it was implied basically throughout that Kevin Costner can fix his daughter, who is this daughter, by doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was implied, and I don't know was this in the short story, it was implied that 
she was kind of being molded or shaped to be the queen of the hive. What? Yes, that was a thing just in the movie. I don't remember that. Yeah, the anthropologist guy says it. He was like, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to take a, a human female and make her queen of their hive. And then that was when Kevin Costner was like, okay, I'm burning everything to the fuck ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Because like prophecies yeah. or whatever. But that's not in the short. In the short story, it's more like she is just one of these horrible little humanoids with the two mouth that's way too wide no eyes i don't think i think it's just like a head with a big mouth on it and i think it's it's just that um like that it's one of those things pretending to be a human whereas in the kevin costner it's like your daughter is still a human but she's been prepared to be the brood queen for these horrible weirdos you know? yeah i think it's not that it's important but yeah i enjoyed the short story because i i from what i remember the short story it was an old church or monastery that had been converted to a house Ooh, that's extra creepy yeah that's always good in a story yeah i'd forgotten that detail so it implies that there's you know an ancient evil and whacking on the ancient evil and maybe a, a particular a group or sect of monks or something n- knew about this for centuries uh, that adds value immediately. And look, it's just dust. It's fairy dust you can sprinkle, but it always adds a bit of value. Well, that's been adding value since Victorian times, you know? Yeah, for sh- for sure, um, for sure. Um, Costner Kevin's actions in this movie, I was delighted with because there's a uh, Del Toro movie called, I think it's called, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yep, with all the little people. With all the little people. Is that a changeling no it's not a changeling movie because i when i personally think of changelings i think about like the child snatching and the people replacing and stuff like that this is just sort of like a little little fairy monster thing so little fairy monsters but the thing that annoyed me about the movie was there's there's a big spooky old mansion and there's literally a hole in the basement there's a hole in the floor and when it's dark monsters come out of it and this has been there for centuries yeah it's called fraggle rock (laughs) Spooky Fraggle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. And it's like, you never said, you know what, I'm getting a litre of petrol and just fucking torching this thing. You know, why did that never happen at any point? Or like what normal people do when they find a hole in their basement, which I guess you guys don't have, so I don't know if you'll understand this. You just get a bunch of cement. You just you just get one of those little cement mixers and you're like, all right, hole, you're not going to exist in about five minutes. And then you just fill the hole with cement my, my brother from our american listeners the uh my brother referenced a liter of petrol uh that would that that would be about a pint and a half of gasoline okay you probably need more but the point that you're making is valid any house i've lived in and i've lived in quite a few where there's a hole a monster hole i've usually boarded it up that's just the thing you do yeah after you clean out the fridge <laughs> it's just a thing you do they try it in that movie don't they try to board up the hole i can't remember there's there's a hilarious scene because there's there's a creepy old janitor who knows what's going on yeah of course there is and he's protecting the secret he gets attacked by the little gremlin things he gets stabbed he gets bitten he gets messed up and he staggers up out of the basement and goes there's been a terrible accident. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't one of his best movies. No. It was certainly unique, like all of his movies, but you know I think I think the guys put the little gremlins put a scissors through his calf 
And he goes, there's been a terrible accident. I never saw that movie, so I can't say much about it. But Anyway, we're slightly off topic. I just want to know, what was the goal of the monsters in that movie? Like, were they... I, you know what? I can't even remember. Just to be monsters. It was just to be monsters. It was just to, like, come get come out at when it's dark and just, like, just, like hang out. They just sort of hung out when they weren't, like, killing people. They just sort of came out and were just, like, around, if I remember correctly. We've covered all those movies. Do we want to... No, we haven't covered all of them. We haven't covered all of them. We've got to do the best one. The Daisy Chain? Daisy Chain. Do we need to talk about the Daisy Chain? The Daisy Chain? Daisy Chain. Okay, well, well, let's just bri- very briefly talk about it. I'll let you, I, I let you guys talk. I, I butt in, but it's been so long since I've seen that movie. But, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. It was, what, 2008? It was a very long time ago. You see, here's the thing, right? I watched The Daisy Chain ages ago, and in preparation for this, did I watch it again? No. I read the Wikipedia summary. Oh, that's cheating. And the Wikipedia summary made it sound better than my memory of it, right? And, but because the Wikipedia summary made it sound better than my memory of it, my guess is it's one of those films where it had potential and everything was just executed really badly, you know? Nah, man. Nah, not really. No? I I saw it the other day and it's like, girl that doesn't talk, like, does weird things uh old old man thinks that she's a monster or something um does does warns everybody in like a crazy manner uh the little girl's like family gets burned alive or something their house burns down and everybody dies and like the the monster's autism the monster's autism it's not about changelings it's about autism that's what i remember here's why i think the daisy chain is a good idea badly executed is because and they failed that it did not work right but that comes closest to the actual changeling myth yes is it's just a kid with autism and everybody thinks they're a monster yeah right but it's just and everything bad that happens around is blamed on the kid with autism and what the daisy chain was trying to do was trying to like actually show something that was more like how those things usually went actually down, but still have the autistic child be be the bad guy, which is, was a weird choice. Like the thing I was talking about earlier and I was talking about with Christian is how you would make a Changeling film that was actually very good. And I think it would be that you'd have a child with autism and or a child with epilepsy be the main character be the focus character and it's a horror film about but from this autistic or epileptic child's point of view and the monster is their is their parent who is having some sort of issue and now thinks they're a fairy or, or like or maybe even make it even worse make it more terrifying the entire community thinks they're a fairy mm, yeah and the twist ending is they actually are? The twist, it, it's, it's the same thing. It's You have a child running around a house. Or no, you have a, people running around the house from a monster. But the monster is the parent yeah. who thinks that, like, let's say one of the other children has a horrible accident. Like, so you have an autistic child and his brother. And the brother has a horrible accident. And because of grief and because of maybe a history of being not quite all there, the parent comes to believe it's the autistic child's fault because of 
um, you know, being a being a fairy or whatever. And so it's a it's a it's a story. It, I mean, it's kind of a depressing horror film. It's very depressing. That's the monsters, depression, maybe some child abuse in there. This is something we spoke about as well. The movie The Witch does that idea wonderfully. Yeah, because it's what's more terrifying is that this is the 18th century and her parents maybe think she's a witch. And this is New England at that time. It's absolutely terrifying. It's more terrifying. It's a rough era. Yeah, it's more terrifying than there being a witch because you know what could happen. And it's fueled by superstition and ignorance. And I think the crops have failed. Is there a witch in the woods? Um, Or do they think their daughter's turned into a witch? And it's... It's that kind of idea, and The Witch is a hard watch. It's a hard movie to watch, but it's a well-made movie. And I think a similar arc could be applied to, a, as Michael said, a Changeling movie. Uh, it could be quite good. The other, you could have fun with the... Ch- I don't know, could you have fun with that premise in that, okay, the child is just autistic uh, and has been tortured by the parents-slash-community and then somehow uses... A supernatural force to get revenge yeah or, or maybe just uses the fact that everybody thinks that they're a fairy yeah uses that fact or, or like you could just do it like the witch like yeah where, like where there are actual fairies but let's say they're not assholes maybe it's just everybody else thinks they're assholes so the fairies like in the witch give the like do a deal with the autistic kid hey we can come live with us but we need blood Go get your parents for us, you know, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, it would make it slightly less depressing than just that's no, that's it. People are assholes. That's all this is about. Yeah, otherwise it's just like a depressing movie. Depressing child abuse. Horror movie. It's I guess it still is a horror movie, but you know, it's not a changeling movie. It's period child abuse. Well it would be the exact same formula as the witch then. You'd make it that there is actual fairies, but the autistic child is not a fairy, but then the fairies like you can come live with us in our underground weirdo place, but we we um yeah we 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 need something in return. Yeah, you gotta kill your brother. You gotta give us your brother. Well, no, 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 not the. You see, here's the thing, because then she goes to being unsympathetic. But like, if it was her psycho dad who had already been trying to kill her, like maybe maybe it's her psycho dad who is has decided. Oh yeah, you gotta get rid of your abusive parent. Yeah, and so it's the abusive parent that the kid. Um, gets feeds to the fairies at the end of the movie like she chases the she like that she makes it so that the abusive dad chases her out to the fairy fort and then we see a gruesome scene of the fairies ripping and tearing the dad apart yeah oh yeah just so much body horror just all of the body horror or oh how about this and then they give back a different dad at the end of the movie they give back a non-abusive dad there you go is there a final note we would have for films about exorcisms. Oh, not exorcisms. If the final <laughs> final note for films about changelings. If you were um, recommending people watch these movies, would we rec- would we recommend them in the order of watch the Hallow, and then it, you'd recommend the new daughter after the Hallow? I think I'd actually, if you were watching them in order, um, I think I'd probably recommend Hole in the Ground first, and then the Hallow, because it's a case of here's an okay movie. And here's this, the same kind of idea, but done much, much better. Um, and then the new daughter is a bit... I like the new daughter, but it kind of... 
it, it's too for me because maybe because it's an American movie it's nearly too far away from some of the superstitions and tropes and even the landscape you know it's a bit too far away from it it's a it's an okay movie on its own mm-hmm. um I think Daisy Chain give a miss new daughter is fine on its own but I think whole it's there's often uh, companion pieces like that with various genres where there's two movies same setup one is average one is great and they're interesting to watch because you can see it being done two different ways brian what was what's your final thought about these four movies ah all right so watch the hollow and um the new daughter because at least they have like unique monsters right i think you're right about the new daughter where they like miss some of the mythology because it's an americanized version of these kinds of stories um if you want to i mean i guess the daisy chain does a good thing about like portraying a community's perspective about uh the actual causes of like um the mythology of changelings and stuff and being like oh there's a troubled child we don't really know like how to deal with this kind of thing um and then just don't watch the hole in the ground because it's not about changelings it's about a fucking sinkhole it's a horror movie about a sinkhole it it's not part of this it's not part of this category so just skip that shit yeah (sighs) i would say for research purposes yeah the daisy chain is worth a watch for like for research purposes because it's probably closest to the kind of shit that happened historically but for fun movies i would say um the hole in the ground is the least fun followed by the the new daughter and then the hot hollow is the most fun of the four definitely yes. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the hollow is the most fun because the home invasion element of it is well done and you get to see the monsters just like all the time they're just there it's a monster movie and you get to see the monsters you don't get to see the monsters in the other ones except for autism that's always there (laughs) yeah okay guys i think that's going to wrap up this thing and then i will try to stitch all of this audio together who knows will it work i don't Brian, this only occurred to me as I was editing the podcast together afterwards um, when you asked were uh, Sasquatches and Bigfoots the American version of fairies. If we're specifically talking about the changeling myth, then no, Sasquatches are not the American version of fairies. However, it did occur to me that there is a version of the changeling myth um, for America and first world countries nowadays. It's the anti-vaccine movement. The anti-vaccine movement is the version of like hysteria over something taking my child, uh, a horrible outside force taking my child away, um, which is is a way to blame something else for your child's natural state. That's my two cents. And the anti-vaccine movement is the modern changeling myth. 